This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. Alrighty then, welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Contino, here with Dom Fierro and Chris Morris. What is up everyone? It is week 10 of the NFL season and we are here to give you your daily fantasy lineups. So what's going on boys? We are at the midway point of the season. My God, it goes by too fast. But we are, uh, yeah, we're good, man. We're good. We're, we're hoping for a little bounce back for the Packers this week. That's what we're hoping for. Ooh. Big Burns game Sunday night, baby. You already know. I got my just planned out my tailgate plans today. It's going to be a fun week. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, you should be geared up for Jets Bills. Shrink <laughs> <laughs> down, baby. Oh, the Jets are always in the one of the worst games of the weekend. The Jets are a seven-point favorite going up against the Bills. Which Josh, that is I think they're a better quarterback. I think they're a better team with Josh McCown right yeah, now. Yeah, they probably are better with McCown. Actually, that does make sense. Oof, man, that's All rough. Right, so, the Jets are seven-point favorite. That's just – that's not good. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, – I mean, they're better than the Giants, but it's turmoil in New York, let me tell all right, guys. So uh, let's uh, let's take a little recap of last week. Um, I know I won some money with our lineup. Uh, how'd you guys fare out? I won four bucks. It's nice. Very. I won nothing. I ended up winning. Tw- I ended up winning twelve bucks last week. It was. Uh, it was pretty wow. nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was pretty nice good. Yeah, you know, uh, the head to head. What with Paulie's picks for one lineup, and then I set my own lineup using every one of the names that we use, like names that we used, and uh, yeah, fared pretty well. So the only disappointment was really uh, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, he was a he was a bummer. I mean, their whole line got hurt though, and then you know that's kind of going to kill him for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, that wasn't a good one. The rest of them were. I mean, Kareem Hunt was obviously a given, even though that was the no brainer. But I mean, three touchdowns was certainly backed that up. Yeah, Kareem Hunt and uh, Michael Thomas and OJ Thomas Howard too, right? Thomas yeah. too. Yeah, they kind of held the glue Thomas. together, and um, Jared Goff went kind of bananas as well. So yeah, was, he did. Was, he did have a good game. My Fitzpatrick pick wasn't wasn't great. He struggled early. He got got together a little bit in the second half, but some moments still. He still had like twenty five. Um, so. Yeah, he's still gonna. That's the thing with that offense; they're just gonna throw for so many yards, no matter what the game is, because that's all they can do. And he's naturally just gonna get yards, so he's gonna be a good play like every week. Yeah, the good thing with fantasy is that uh, it doesn't really matter how they actually perform throughout the game; it's just how many fantasy points they get. So, yeah, you know that's why sometimes it, they don't even try to yeah. run the ball. In Tampa. I mean, they're just they're dropping back, slinging it forty plus, guaranteed every game. Sometimes yeah, 50. So. Yeah, all right. So, speaking of the quarterbacks, uh, let's dive into week 10 quarterbacks we got on our radar. Um, Morris, who, you, who are you looking at this week? First guy, I got Phillip Rivers, uh, priced at 6000 playing at Oakland. Uh, Rivers, is, I mean, he's really had a resurgence this year. Not that he was never. I mean, he's always honestly been one of the more underrated and underappreciated quarterbacks in the league for me. I think he's obviously put up. Hall of Fame numbers, but just doesn't have the winning to back it up, and certainly not the winning in the playoffs. Um, hasn't even really been in the playoffs in a while, but he's really, I mean, he's having a great season this year. The Chargers leaving themselves, it looks like, 6-2. and two. Um, And going up just against, I think, what I told you guys last week is the worst team in football, the Oakland Raiders, the Gruden shit show out there in the Pacific. Um, and it doesn't matter if this game is in the black hole. They're going to put up a ton of points and a ton of sweet. Um, the receivers, I mean, King Allen, I think, is the top of the season. Uh, at least four can make an argument for him, and his problem has just been staying healthy over the years. Um, but Rivers, got, they've, they've got to click in and fire it all. We're just going to continue that for sure this week in Oakland. Um, yeah. Do, second, do you, yeah, do you... Guess, oh, yeah. No, go ahead. Morris, do you think? That Rivers and and the Chargers are, are are a top five team in football. I think they are. I think they're probably five. I think they're the fifth best team in the league. I think you have your top four clearly. 
Chiefs, Pats, Rams, and Saints right now. I think they're probably that fifth team for me. I, I would have to agree. All right. I, yeah, I, I remember like the Panthers, but I don't love the Panthers. I mean, watch, seeing them, I don't know. They're good, but I, I would take the Chargers for them. I would, I would agree. I think the Panthers' schedule coming up is a little bit challenging compared to the Chargers' schedule in the AFC. So, yeah, I think I, for me, I would have Chargers 5, Panthers 6, Steelers 7. Um, so, uh, that's, that's who you right. yeah. Who's you got? Now, you my got second your... guy, yeah, my second guy, I got Matt Ryan at 6,200, playing the Brownies in Cleveland. This is more, I mean, this Atlanta offense has been one of the hottest, really just one of the best in the league all season. Kind of flown under the radar just because the defense was so awful early in the season. They started out one and four, but three wins in a row and put on an absolute clinic in Washington on Sunday. I mean, the Redskins had no chance to stop them on third down. I think they could, they converted like 80% or something, maybe even more their third. Um, and I don't see any reason why that, that trend um, in Cleveland this weekend. Matt Ryan is, is as, as we discussed before on the spot, he's putting up here um, in Cleveland. Even though their pass defense is a little bit better than their run defense. I mean, they've got Denzel Ward, you know, who's a talented rookie. Secondary. Um, I think Atlanta's pass offense is just too. I mean, with Jones finally getting in the end zone last week, Ridley, Sanu, the tight ends getting bought. I mean, there's too many weapons for Ryan. I think he's poised for another huge day. Yeah, what do you think about that, Dom? So, I do like both of those picks. Um, yeah, I think Philip Rivers was having, I think, one of his best years, you know, in the NFL. I mean, all the guy does win this year. Um, and it's, it's quite fun to watch. Um, with Matt Ryan, I think, you know, he was one, he was my first pick. You know, I think we talk about this almost every week now, too. That Browns defense just isn't good. That team's in turmoil. <laughs> you know, even though they put up points this week against the Chiefs, they're just not good. Matt Ryan's got way too many weapons to not put up, you know, 30 points of fantasy this week. You're going to kind of yeah. see a Matt Ryan, I feel like that you saw earlier in the year where he was, you know, three touchdowns throwing, four touchdowns, you know, total one rushing, whatever it may be. I think that's the Matt Ryan you see this week against the Browns. And my other pick is, and Morris is going to like this one, Carson Wentz against uh-huh. I love it. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, much like the Browns, Dallas Cowboys just aren't a good team. Uh, you know, and I know, Morris, you – Love this team, and Philly really hasn't shown up. I feel like the last few weeks, and I think they're going to have an absolutely big game against the Cowboys Sunday night. Um, you know, look for Alshon Jeffrey to get a lot of targets. Look for Aguilar to get a lot of targets. Look for the newly acquired Tate. Golden back. Tate, baby. We have like four catches for like 130 yards. Cause, you know, he's going to bust a couple big ones. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what he does. I think Carson Wentz. We are. The birds are back. I'm feeling it. I don't want to get too excited, but I'm feeling – I think we're turning the corner. I think this is going to start to look a little bit more like 2017. No, this – I, I definitely I definitely agree. I think this is the week you guys take a big step forward. Yeah. And that's all going to be centered around how Carson Wentz plays. And he's going to – I think he has a huge game on uh, – We got to score points. Yeah. But, like, the same thing, that Dallas defense is, you know – Yeah, they got a lot well, of – Season, that's, but they're yeah. they're just not great, you know. And you saw it on Monday. No, night. they're not. Yeah. Look, Marcus Mariota, he's a good QB. He's not great. He's not bad. He's a good QB, right? For what he is, mm-hmm. that Titans, the Titans' offense is uh, built a little bit around him. And he had a, de- a good game against the Cowboys. What's Carson Wentz going to do to that Cowboys at home? You know. Agreed. No, you're right. You're very. You're right. I mean, it makes total sense. The only the thing that Dallas does have a good front seven. I think they stopped the run pretty well. Although they, the, Deion Lewis had a pretty good game against them last week. But the Eagles' run game, just with I mean, there's no reliable running backs this year. But I do agree. I think they're going to be able to throw the ball if the offensive line can hold up. The, the, I mean, the only thing that concerns me is both of our tackles, Jason Peters and Lane Johnson, are playing with pretty significant injuries. But they're they're going to play. I mean, Lane Johnson has a Bad MCL sprain. Jason Peters is playing through a torn bicep. They're beat up, and Dallas does have some good rushers. Um, but if they can hold up, and you know we're going to be, uh, it, it is going to help. We're going to be able to get the ball 
out of Carson's hands, I think a little faster, even with Tate, things are going to be open quicker. Um, so that, that'll open up the offense more, but that, yeah, that's the one thing I'm concerned about, but if they hold up, it, it, I think their Wentz is definitely going to have a big night. But that's the thing too, with this Cowboys offense, they get after the quarterback. Yes. But you saw, you know, and this is back to your point with the Eagles having a little banged up line. You saw on Monday night, Dion, how many screens did Dion Lewis get where he busted them for, you know, 10 plus yards? That's the, yeah, no, I hear you. That's the game that the Cowboys have to you know deal with, and they cannot stop it. And these running backs from Eagles, you know, they're all you know small, speedy guys, and you're gonna have big games. You know, I think it's Carson. Well, yeah, I think Carson Wentz is probably the the lock of the week, and he's at fifty seven. So, yeah, that's just that does help. But Darren Sproles is back too this weekend. That's yeah, gonna, that's really gonna help the run. I mean, if he can play, and if he's okay, if he's not, you know, I've been saying Sproles is washed for a year now. Um, you know, if he can play and he's healthy, then he's going to be helpful. Yeah, it's going to be. I, you know, that's just me, but I think he's your lock of the week, Carson Wentz. I love to hear that. <laughs> Oof, Dom going with the Eagles, huh? Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, I like all these picks right now. I love Phil Rivers. He's the one QB I got. Uh, he's posted 19, 19 tutters and three three picks all season. I mean, those are phenomenal numbers. Uh, 21.9 fantasy points per game going up against Oakland, 28th against quarterbacks. I mean, there's really not much more to say, uh, you know, slinging the ball. I think Keenan Allen's going to have a big day. Uh, what really scares me, though, about that game is that um, the Oakland run defense isn't good either, and Melvin Gordon is an absolute animal. So maybe he takes over that game and it ends up being like Phil Rivers just ends up throwing another two touchdowns, gets his 17 points type of thing. So, I mean, it's a safe play for sure. Um, but I like, you know, maybe him putting up 30 is actually out of the question solely because they might get up early in this game. And then it's just Melvin Gordon, and Austin Eckler, you know, taking the load. And uh, so I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say I want to stay away from Phil Rivers, but, Definitely ear on a side of caution that they could go a big early and start down in the rock. Um, Matt Ryan, love Matt Ryan. I talked about him last week. He put up monstrous numbers. He also has 19 touchdowns and three picks, so they're literally the same player <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so Matt Ryan has 19 pick, 19 tutters and three picks, and so does Phil Rivers, and they're both on our list this week. So obviously, guys, that – are consistently throwing touchdowns week after week and not turning the ball over. So that is kind of what you want in fantasy, lack of turnovers, lots of touchdowns. Um, And, yeah, the Carson Wentz pick is great. Definitely under the radar this week. He's only priced at 5,700, and he's so talented. Darren Sproles is back. I think he gives that, you know, the running back core a little boost um, with his screen play and things like that. So – yeah, I think Carson Wentz on Sunday night football at home in Philly, uh, he could have a pretty, pretty big day. He's been putting up over 22 fantasy points all year since he came back, aside from that uh, that Colts game, you know, his first week back when he was just kind of getting his feet wet. So, I mean, he's been putting up really good numbers. I don't think it's, it's stopping this week. I think it's going to continue for the rest of the season. Look for Carson Wentz to be uh, doing big things going forward. So yes, sir. Yeah, more. I know Morris loves to hear that. So <laughs> I can't wait, man. I'm pumped yeah. for Sunday. All right. Yeah, that's going to be a good night, Sunday night game. Um, the the Cowboys are the most boring team in the NFL, but the Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles, are fun. So <laughs> it'll balance it out. Um, let's move on to running backs. Um, Dom, who are you looking at this week? Who you got uh, running the rock for you? So, so this week I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking. And, you know, one guy that I think, you know, he's a little bit more price, pricier, you know, Joe Mixon, 7,700, going up against the Saints defense. We talk about the Saints defense every week. I don't know how much more we can say about it. It's bad. It gives up a lot of points. I think Joe Mixon has a huge game for, you know, a Bengals team that really needs to get a win this week. Uh, they want to stay in the race. And then as I'm looking some more, I think – Sean McCoy, if he's he should, oh. be, he should be back. 
right? Oh. Concussion. Um, you know, I you know really pay attention to the Bills other than how many picks they throw each game. But you know, he's at four, <laughs> he's at forty five hundred, and I don't know how you feel about the Jets, uh, Tino, but everybody around here in the New York, New Jersey area is, you know, they want the Jets to lose every single game. And the Jets are a seven-point favorite in this game. And I don't think that's going to happen. And I think most of the reason is going to be because LaShawn McCoy is just going to absolutely change this game. Uh, you know, at his value, you know, 4500 I think he's a very good, you know, very well-priced running back. Um, you know, spending more positions. And you know, Derek Anderson is going to be starting because God knows Nathan Peterman can't do anything. Oh, my God. He's bad. <laughs> You know, and I know LaShawn McCoy is still a really good player for, you know, playing on the very bad Bills team. So I think he's going to have a big week and is definitely someone to look at, you know, if not for talent wise, for price wise. More so yeah. you think you'll, uh, you'll I like, I like, um, I like the Joe Mixon pick. Um, I think, I mean, he's obviously their featured back. Um, I think that you're right. The Bengals are looking to get back on track. Their offense has been really good this year. Um, and that New Orleans defense, obviously, it's been better um, in recent weeks. But you can still get yards on them. And I think Joe Mixon's boys for a big day. Definitely a touchdown, at least. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Shady just hasn't been the same guy this year. And it's, it's not him. It's just that team is awful. And they, they, know, they know they can't throw the ball. They just stack the box. He has nowhere to go. I mean, it's not his fault. He kind of. He just know it's like he's de- he's a defeated man out there. I mean, he's just on a horrible team that can't do anything, and it's kind of a shame that they've they've kept him there. In my opinion, um, a guy that good, you know, with only you know so many years left on his body of being an effective football player, is just kind of having a wasted season right now in Buffalo. And I don't know, I don't see any reason why that would get better. I know the Jets aren't great, but I mean their defense is okay. They kind of you know they haven't given up a ton of points this season. Um, I don't, I, I just don't see that turning around for McCoy this week. I don't know about you. What do you think, Tino? Yeah, well, what my point here with Shady is, I mean, I love Shady. I like, I like him as a player. I love him too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think he's very talented. But mm-hmm. the Jets this past week against Miami held uh, Kenyon Drake in check, and I, I feel that they're similar backs, similar talent levels, styles of play. Um, the thing that does help Shady is that Ivory got hurt this past week weekend, and so Shady might be taking bulk of the carries, bulk of the receptions, and he's so talented, so he he might be able to break one. Price at forty five hundred, that's pretty good. I mean, um, I personally might stay away from him, but I wouldn't fault anyone for taking that risk chance on him because. Like I'm saying, you know, he can break one at any time. He still has that talent. It's just the Bills are an absolute dumpster fire. So it's just it's just hard to trust anybody on that offense um, in general. Um, and then Joe Mixon, I like Joe Mixon. He's on my one of my fantasy teams. I play him every time he's available. But going up against the Saints, it might end up being more so through the air. Um, out of the backfield because the Saints' rush defense is still really good. They held Todd Gurley in check for a majority of that game last week. Um, but, yeah, out of the backfield, he's really good. So I, st- I do think he's a decent play. 7,700 is a little bit much for him. But I think, um, I mean, he's he's been running like, a, you know, he's the cowbell back there. I really don't think Gio Bernard's going to start cutting in any time any, anytime soon. Um until Mixon gets hurt again. So I think Mixon's, Mixon's due for a big day. I also have on my list, I have Matt, Matt Burita. Um, I know he's been kind of up and down recently and whatnot and dealing with injuries, but now after that Thursday night game, he's going to have roughly 11 days of rest, which is what he absolutely needed. It's what the doctor ordered. Um Raheem Mostert got hurt in that game, broke his arm, so he's done for the year. And Alfred Morris just is irrelevant. He's just the most irrelevant <laughs> person in the done. NFL. He's like he's one of those guys that's projected to like have a big game and will finish with 
0.5 points every single week. Yeah, I mean, just name name yeah. a, like a, a more irrelevant player than him in the NFL. There's not. I can't, I really can't even think of one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I can't either. That, that is, he he had his heyday with the Redskins, and then went to the Cowboys. Really, like he was he was really only good like one or two years too, and then he was like mediocre for the rest of the time there, and now he's just yeah. Well, he's with the Calvin. With the Cowboys too, he was you know. Oh, that's true. He was yeah, expected he was to be back up for a hot second. Yeah, let's go. You know, Cowboys, let's do it. And yeah, that was it. <laughs> Dom's boy, uh, Dom's boy, Doug Martin is flirting with uh, irrelevance uh, as well. Doug, <laughs> yeah, actually, he was he was okay last. Doug Martin gets the carries though. He at least gets the carries. Yeah, he was. Okay. He is he the, was right. he's, he's better than he's better than Alfred. Martin. He's the starting running back. He for uh, the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> hey, starting running back is starting running back. hundred yards is hundred yards in fantasy. I don't care. You know, he has he had forty nine last week. There's well. I'm saying, in gen- right now. I'm saying in general, 100 yards is 100 yards if he gets there. He had 74 uh, the week before that. I mean, I will, he, I will make you a bet. Doug Martin doesn't get 100 yards in any game this season on the ground. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that bet because I'm not a, <laughs> and not a dumb better. But if you think, I know, I think, you know, he's still going to get a lot of carries. So you got to look for him to. Oh my God, Cincinnati! What the hell? Sorry about that. We'll see. <laughs> all right, all right. So let's get back on track with Matt Breida anyway. I was just throwing no, Alfred Morris out there because I don't think he's going to take anything away from Matt Breida this week. I think he's finally going to have a clean bill of health going into this week against the Giants, who are just a mess. So the Giants are 25th against running backs. Uh, Breida, when he carries the ball, he's been very effective. He's averaging 5.5 yards per carry. So that's really good. I mean – Amongst the best in the league, when he touches the when he touches the ball, look for him to have a bounce back week against the lowly New York Giants on Monday Night Football with a lot of rest. And price at five thousand, I think it's worth a shot. That's just my opinion. I don't know what you guys think about him. Yeah, um, I like him. I, like I think he's. I think he's kind of. You know, I mean, you're right. You said with the injuries and Alfred Morris just being irrelevant. I, I like him. I like the way he runs. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean. That Giants defense, although even now, you know, that team is it might be even worse turmoil than the Browns. But I still think that there's some pieces there that, you know, you never know. They might have a decent game and that might stop, you know, Burita from having a good game. So I, I like the pick, but I'd be careful with it just because you never know what kind of Giants defense you're gonna get. All right. Yeah, those are both those are great points. Um like, you know, with every player, there's always going to be something that stands out as a positive and something that, like, is, you know, you know, there as a negative that can, you know, deter their prefer- their performance. So, you know, especially at $5,000, and like we were saying with Shady at 4500 like, there's obviously something there that's hindering them from being one of the standout players. So that's kind of where you have to, you know, you're on the side of caution with, all of these players that are under 7,000 pretty much. Um, you, know, you know what I do like about Burrito, now that I think about it, is that Mullins, you know, he's going to be starting the game. Second career start. We all know he lit it up against the Raiders, but what's he going to do against, you know, a Giants defense, say that defense comes to play. So, you know, that's where Burrito might, you know, I can see a lot of value in him because he's going to, Mullins is going to have to depend on him to run the ball because, you know, second career start. I don't know if you can expect what he had, you know, last week against the Raiders. So, yeah, I'm talking myself into the pick. I do like it. Yeah, I like it. Agreed. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, let's move on to the pass catchers. Morris, uh, who you got this week? Who are you looking at? I got uh, Tyler Boyd going up against the Saints to go back to the Bengals team. Uh, we were just talking with Joe Mixon. A uh, little pricey, kind of, at 7,500, um, but he's the number one guy there right now as from the receivers. No A.J. Green for this week and for the foreseeable future. I think he's going to be out the next couple weeks um, with a toe injury, I believe. Happened the last play of the game um, against Pitt or whoever they – the the, uh, the Bucks last week. Um but yeah, I mean Boyd is—he's been a really solid number two all year, um, with Andy Dalton kind of reemerging this season and having a good year. 
he's going to be their number one for the foreseeable future. And obviously we've talked about, you know, the New Orleans defense not being certainly not amongst the elite in the league. Um, they've been getting better, but they can still be had. I think there's going to be a lot of points just in general in that game because New Orleans scores on everybody and certainly has been one of the elite teams in the league this year. So look for a shootout. Look for a lot of targets with Tyler Boyd, too. And we can't forget, I mean, Tyler Eifert obviously suffering that injury off for the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're down to their backup tight end. Zuma, he's okay. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot of reliable targets for Dalton now in the passing game other than Boyd. Um, so I, I like him a lot this week. Um, my second guy, uh, Dom's going to love this one, Green Bay fellow Green Bay Packer Marquez Valdez-Scantling playing the Miami Dolphins priced at 5000 Uh Valdez-Scantling is good. And with uh, the news today that Geronimo Allison is on IR, uh, look for him to really emerge for the, re- for the rest of the season. Um, priced pretty well this week, very reasonable at 5000 um, he had a couple of big plays against the Pats. I think, I think he had over 100 yards receiving on only like three or four catches. He did. Um, they were all – yeah, they were all – and he broke loose for the touchdown against the Rams the week before. I like this guy. He's certainly the best of the rookie receivers that Green Bay drafted. Um, and he's going to be – he's going to be that other guy next to uh, Adams and Cobb and Graham for the rest of the season, I think. Um, and Miami's just not a good team. I mean, let's face it. That's that's the worst team with a winning record in, in the entire league, I think, no doubt. I don't know how the hell that team is five and four. They stink. That's just the proof, you know, that sometimes these the AFC is terrible because some of these teams are okay, but you know they have okay records because they just beat each other. Um, but Miami's not good. Um, the Packers, I think, certainly will get back on track this week. Um, and I think I like Valdez Scantling to get down the field a couple times, maybe for a touchdown too. So you pretty much took the word right out of my mouth. I both had both of those guys as my picks too. Uh, oh, there we go. So, great you know, Tyler Boyd, you guys having a great season. Uh, you know, A.J. Green is out for now with the toe. Uh, I don't know if he even will come back this year. I know they were talking about surgery and he didn't need it. But, you know, you never know with those that type of stuff with receivers. Yeah, that's kind of how I thought, too. He might be – yeah, that's an injury that could linger. Yeah, that's something that, you know, if you're, you know, if you're ready to go, you're – you know, you're still like 50% and you hope you don't injure it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to have a big game. The only thing, only place I'd be careful with him is, you know, if he's going to get double teamed all night, cause he is, you know, a crazy, you know, talent receiver for them. And he's going to get a lot of targets. Uh, and hopefully that, you know, leads to touchdowns and a lot of yards. Uh, and then your other pick, you know, and my pick too, Marquez Valdez, Cantlin. Definitely, like you said, definitely, <laughs> definitely the best uh, rookie wide receiver as of now. Uh, you know they do have a few, a few other ones. You know St. Brown, he doesn't get the looks, but you know he's still- a quantumist. I'm not, I'm not an equanimous guy. He doesn't look that good. He's, you know, he doesn't, you know, he hasn't gotten a lot of playing time. He hasn't gotten a lot of looks. He's still got to learn. Still, you know, he's still a rookie. Uh, true, and then true, true. Guy, they have one guy on – he started the season on IR. He's on the practice squad, I believe, right now. And uh, Jake Kumaro, who is <laughs> the Packers' new – you know, pretty much like a like a Jordy Nelson type of thing. But, oh, God. You know, he was an undrafted guy, but he is really good. He's not going to come back and play, but, you know, he's on the practice squad. But Valdez Scantlin, like you said, all the guy does is – get yards and big yards. You know, he had four or big five yards every yeah. day. You know, and the catches he makes aren't like give me's. You know, they're no they're tough catches. Yeah, I know he's good, man. Yeah. And he's a big receiver. He's I believe he's six four, you know, two something. Yeah. So I was looking at him today his bio, he's pretty tall. And that team, you know, the Packers right now are in disarray. We'll get more into that later. I have very strong opinions on them. Uh <laughs> but other than Devontae Adams, yeah. They have nothing. Cobb stinks. You know, if anything, Valdez yeah. Scanling is the reason Cobb's not coming back to the Packers next year. Jimmy Graham found the end zone. Uh, found the end zone on Sunday. I, I'll, I'll tell you my opinions on Jimmy Graham later on. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but look, this guy, you know, Scanlon, all he does is catch. All he does is catch the ball. You know, you would like him to find the end zone a little bit more, but I think that's going to come this week, especially the Dolphins' defense. Just you know. They're yeah. not good. The Packers need a win. 
and I need a win now because the schedule coming up is still you know, a little bit dicey. They're not giving me games. So if they can get a win this week, it's definitely going to help them. So, But like I said, you took the picks right. You know, the words right out of my mouth, I picked both of those guys. So, Yeah, I, I like both those picks, man. Tyler Boyd is a – He's a stud in the making. Uh, so is MVS, man. MVS can ball. MVS is good. I love that name, MVS. Yeah, he looked real good against the Pats, man. Got to give it to him. Three three catches for like 101 or something like that. Uh, yeah, he looked good. Um, I'm going to stay on the cheap side with receivers as well. Um, I mean, boy, is pricey, but that's because green's out. But, uh, yeah, staying in the round that, you know, 5,000 mark-ish, you know, I got Sterling Shepard for the Giants going up against the 49ers on Monday Night Football. Um, I think he's a sneaky play this week. Uh, he's been he's been playing really well. Even when uh, Ingram came back, he still has his target share um, where it needs to be. He's averaging 7.4 targets per game throughout the season, which is you know way higher than a lot of other number two receivers. I'll tell you that. Um, and you know San Francisco. 20th against wide receivers. It's Monday Night Football. Maybe they threw something in the game plan because they had two weeks, you know, with their bye. Um, maybe they're doing trick players or something in New York. Who knows? But <laughs> I, I don't know. But I just I have a feeling with his skill set and OBJ's skill set, like, they're still going to get theirs. It's just a matter of Eli, like, being, you know, even better than he can be and exceeding expectations. And then they'll win a football game. But, you know – if he just plays normal like he has been and, like, slightly below average, like, Shepard and Beckham have still been getting points, especially fantasy-wise. So I'm not really too worried about them fantasy-wise. I'm just worried about them, like, as far as winning games. Um, And then the other uh, receiver I got is Deshaun Jackson. Oh, Uh, the unhappy D-Jax. Yeah, the unhappy (laughs) D-Jax. Very unhappy there. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, things aren't really, like, good in Tampa Bay especially with him but I mean the Washington Redskins are sort of depleted in general as a football team their secondary was never really good they also just got torched by the Falcons um Oof, they're at yeah. home they're at home Deshaun Jackson's probably good for one deep ball and uh that'll get you 10 points so uh price at 4900 I mean He's a boomer bust kind of guy, and like I said, uh, you know the Washington Redskins are, you know, dialing down since the their hot start. Um, they, like I said before, their secondary is not that good in general, and who knows one one big play and he surpasses value uh, by a lot. So I like Djax priced at forty nine hundred. No, I like uh, Deshaun too. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. Um, he's he's been a little quiet in recent weeks, but I think this is the week he busts out. Um, yeah, I mean, that's just a bad, that's a, I think the skin showed their true colors last week. They're going to be able to get thrown on and thrown on pretty easily all year. I think Deshaun's going to definitely make, bring a couple plays down the field, playing back at home with Fitzmagic. Yeah, I think that's the key with Deshaun Jackson is that Fitzpatrick is playing. Uh, yeah. Clearly one of Fitzpatrick's more favorite receivers, you know, as opposed to Jameis Winston. Yeah, and you know, James Winston, you've probably seen the last of him anyways. So I like I like the Deshaun Jackson pick. Uh and who was the other guy you said? Uh Sterling Shepard. Right, Shepard, right. Uh you know, I do like it. You know, his production, you know, has been consistent. Uh the Giants just worry me. You never know what you're gonna get. And I know it's the forty ers so I think for this week the Sterling Shepard pick is good. But at the same time, like, um, you know, just be cautious because God knows Eli Manning, you know, he's just not good. Not good. Which, no. Which <laughs> they I, get yards, though. Team I do have right. a bunch throw of the ball and Shepard and, and OBJ are going to put up yards, though. Yeah, I do. I do have a question to bring to the table to the podcast later about Eli Manning. Oh, hit me. Has been, oh, later, uh-huh. later, after her picks. cooking <laughs> right now, too, by the way. Oof. All right. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Giants—they scare me, but uh, doesn't scare me yet. I think it'll start to scare me when like Kyle Lottoletta is playing quarterback, and <laughs> I'll be like, 
Yeah, no, no, uh, no Shepard. He's too busy getting arrested in Weehawken. and he's never gonna play. <laughs> Who knows? Oh. Um, so what do you, what do you guys? I, this is kind of like just the an extra player that I've been thinking about. Tyrell Williams for the Chargers. Um, he's at forty five hundred. He's scored in yeah, his I like last him. three games. Um, he's going up against Oakland. He's always due for a big play. His target share is, like, not a lot. He doesn't get a lot of targets, but he does get the deep ones. So, at 4,500, if he gets in the end zone, he's looking uh, looking pretty good. So, I was wondering what you guys were thinking about maybe Tyrell Williams as a flyer. I like him. I, I think he's been good. I think the, all those receivers have been good. And we talked about the Chargers earlier. Um, you know, they've just been one of the most consistent offenses in the league this year. And, yeah, you're right. Like you said, three – Eat a touchdown in each of the last three weeks. Um, yeah, I think that's a good play. Well, I'm not gonna lie; I've never even heard of the guy. I don't watch much Chargers. Uh, oh, so. really? Yeah, Tyrell I, Williams. All I know about the Chargers is Philip Rivers likes to throw the ball, and all he does is win. That's about all I know about the Chargers. <laughs> I haven't watched a single game. I could care less about the damn Los Angeles Chargers for all. <laughs> So they're take... killing themselves with the LA Chargers. Just... Yeah. So I'll go take... back to San Diego or go somewhere else. Don't or... be the LA Chargers. How about just start with playing in a football stadium? How about that? Go to St. Louis or something. They can get a team back. Yeah, but I'll take you guys' word for it and say it's a good pick. But I know nothing wow. about them. So. Wow. I mean, yeah, the tr- LA Chargers are basically the LA Clippers. It's just like, what are you? What are you doing? Yeah. Figure, <laughs> Figure it out. It's... Uh, all right. <laughs> let's uh let's move on to the uh other pass catchers um the tight ends last week we were successful picking tight ends it was uh definitely fun to see our tight ends be uh be good you know after that ninjoku uh disappointment oh yeah we bounced yeah, back so let's hopefully let's hope we uh, never have to bring that up again and uh let's move forward week 10 tight ends dom who are we looking at for the tight end, I am a big fan of Detroit's Luke Wilson. Oh, uh, you know he's at twenty five, twenty five hundred. Uh, we all know Stafford likes to throw the ball a lot. Uh, that Bears defense is good, but where I think he'll benefit is that if the Lions start getting blown out, they're you know. It's going to be pass, you know, that's that for my throw for 60, you know, have 60 passes that day. So I think Luke Wilson might get a lot of targets and, you know, have big yards. And he can score touchdowns. He is a red zone threat. So I like him this week. That's really my only pick. I don't like to go in too deep with the tight ends because they like to just screw me every week. So, but I like Luke Wilson this week. Luke Wilson, obscure pick. I love it. 2,500 going to the bottom of the barrel for that one. But, yeah, I mean, who knows? It could work. Um, I mean, I kind of do like the Bears' defense. So, but, you're right. I mean, if you can get some targets, it could happen. You're, you're pretty, um, what you're doing is you're pretty much betting on the Bears to pull ahead and Stafford to do what Stafford loves to do and throw right. nonstop. Uh-huh. So. But and it kind of goes back onto what we talked about last week, right? Where you know you can pay very low for a tight end, and he gets thirty yards. All of a sudden, he's kind of surpassed their value. So that's more of what I'm expecting from Luke Wilson this week, where you know three catches for thirty yards, he surpasses value and does his job in you know on your lineup fantasy. Yeah, not bad. Um... Yeah, my guy, I got who I thought was going to be the most obscure, but that you 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 taught me. I got Jack Doyle at priced at forty three hundred for yeah. uh, for the call, oh, dude. Don't give me that, huh? Jack Doyle had six catches for seventy yards and a touchdown before the bye against the Raiders, I believe it was. Um, you know, he was hurt for the first part of the season, but and, you know, Eric Ebron was getting a lot of looks, but I think that's even more credit to Doyle. When Doyle came back, that's Andrew Luck's guy. He built up some nice rapport with, with Ebron over the first half of the season, but I think you could be looking at Doyle to put up even bigger numbers than Ebron going forward. Um, and that Jacksonville defense is just, I mean, just Jacksonville in general. That team's a shit show. Um, one of the most, maybe the most disappointing team in football this year. Um, 
and I don't see – I think their defense is was clearly way overrated. Um, and Locke is really starting to find his groove, and I think Doyle is going to be a big part of it this week. I love Jack Doyle, by the way. There we go. <laughs> Tino's, on, Tino's on Jack, Jack Doyle Island. I think he's so talented. Um, I picked him up in my uh, my other league for fantasy. He's chilling on the bench right now because I got Greg, my boy Greg Kittle. But, um, you know, I mean George Kittle, rather. Sorry. Apologize, George. But uh, <laughs> Jack Doyle's a good play. Luke Wilson is, like, way out of left field for me. Like, I did not <laughs> see that one coming. Um, I, I mean, you're basically going off what I was saying last week, though, with, like, Jordan Thomas for the Texans, where it's like, if he has a couple catches, you know, we, he surpasses his value, and then we can pay our wide receivers $8,700 and get whoever the hell we want. So, yeah. I, I, I like what you're doing with that. Um, I don't know if it's the right team and the right game, per se, but I do like the idea that, you know, maybe just shoot down to the 2,500 area so you can scrap up from the bottom and hopefully score a touchdown. Um my pick, though, is a little more priced, I guess, but it's Ben Watson at 3400 Yeah, I was thinking him, too. Yeah, yeah going, up, going up against the, the Bengals, um, who are very generous to tight ends. They actually rank 31st against them, so extremely generous. Um, ben Watson, you know, he's been getting some good targets this year. He had one poor game against Minnesota. But other than that, he's been having pretty decent games, getting some yards, getting some catches. He made an incredible catch last week. I don't know if you guys saw it uh, when he was, like, double teamed. He made, like, a one-handed catch attached to someone's body. It was it was unbelievable. Um, but, yeah, the old wow. man still got it. The old man still got it. So, uh, let's see if he can do it again. Oh, that was a sick catch. I remember the one on the sideline. Yeah. He was on the sideline. He was on the sideline. Yeah, that yeah. was a great catch. Yeah, he, he had a huge game last week. I think he's – I think he's third on their team in receptions this year. Yeah, he is. So that's why Which they would went surprise out. you. Yeah, that's why they went out and got Des Bryant. Exactly. Uh, yeah. For as good as the Saints are, they don't have the most dynamic names, I guess, and they get it done just because Breeze is obviously one of the all-time greats, and they have one of the top ten, maybe five receivers in the league with Thomas. But the rest, I mean, they use the running backs. So I mean, Kamara catches a ton of balls, and then it's Watson because I mean, Ted Gigon hurts. So I guess there's there's your Des Bryant replacement right there. Yeah, well, Kamara was the second leading receiver on the team, then Watson, and then Traquan Smith, who's technically their number two receiver right now, only has 12 receptions on the year. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. So, I mean, he's, he's been getting good, you know, nice catches and long catches because he's a threat. But, um, yeah, I just like Ben Watson, this pick, at 3,400. Um, I think he could get in the end zone again. And, you know, I think he's a, he's a decent play. So, yeah, we got decent plays at tight ends. Um, I like your Jack Doyle pick, Morris. I think it's a little pricey, um, especially going a little up. Pricey, yeah. yeah. But they're coming off a buy, so maybe they worked some, They implemented some stuff with him and whatnot. Um, he, like you said, he kind of went off against the Raiders. He was, you know, he played significantly more snaps than Ebron, kind of just took over that TE1 role and solidified himself as number one pretty much threat. <laughs> in the air for that team. I mean, no one else has really been stepping up too much. And then against the Raiders, he stepped up. So, you know what? Maybe Jack Doyle can uh, continue that uh, success. Uh, moving forward, we have to talk about defenses. Oh, defense, the worst. Yeah, the Chiefs slightly disappointed last week. Uh, not enough takeaways and whatnot and – they let Baker um, throw three touchdowns or two touchdowns or something like that. But um, they didn't stink completely, you know, like with our Jets pick a couple weeks ago. But, uh, they, you know, they didn't do anything too crazy either. So who are we looking at this week for defense? I got, I got like one that's kind of, you know, there for me. I don't know about you guys. I'm yeah. not going to go ahead. Just again. <laughs> Yeah, I was enough. thinking that honestly. They <laughs> were, they were, they them and the, uh, them and who else did I have? It was on my radar. Um, oh, I had the, I had the, uh, the Bears too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Bears I mean, who are obviously, who are obviously the most heavily priced, and feel like they're the most heavily priced every week. 
The Chiefs aren't a bad. I mean, that's, that's no, probably I, the logical choice again. I, I kind of like the Chiefs. I mean, they're going to uh, Cardinals against Josh Rosen. I mean, you know, they're not very, you know, they're not great. I mean, David Johnson, I know he started slow. I haven't really been paying attention. Like, the Cardinals are, again, another team. Like, the Chargers that I really don't pay attention to because they're kind of irrelevant to me. But, you know, I kind of like the Chiefs again. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No, I mean, I have to agree. I, I liked him as well going home against the Cardinals. I mean, Josh Rosen is turnover prone. The Chiefs are home. Like I said with the stats last week, I think it was that they let up a touchdown less per game at home. And I don't see the Cardinals scoring many touchdowns to begin with anyway. So if they can, you know, salvage two turnovers, we're looking at it between eight and ten points, and it's a decent day. <laughs> So, yeah, we might have to pick the Chiefs three weeks in a row. Here's another, I think we do. Here's another yeah. fact for this game. I'm looking at it right now. The weather for Kansas City on Sunday at 2 o'clock projected 30% chance of rain. At 3 o'clock, 40% chance of rain. And at 4 o'clock, 45% chance of rain. So, you know, I you know that might pay off for – Cardinals team, or for a Chiefs defense that, you know, Cardinals, you know, bad weather, Josh Rosen at QB. I like it. I like the Chiefs. <laughs> All right. So we might be Chiefs. The other <laughs> the other team I kind of had just like roaming around, you know, was looking through them, is the New York Jets uh, <laughs> going up against the Bills. So, yeah, that's another point where just the offense they're playing is horrendous. Those might be the two worst offenses in the league, Arizona and Buffalo. Yeah, I, I mean, it's not that I love the Jets' defense, but I, they're due for a couple turnovers against the uh, Bills, due for a couple sacks. And who knows, maybe, could, you know, they could light it up like they have in a couple weeks this season, get 10 to 12-plus points, and you're looking at a decent day. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's the Choosing defense stinks. <laughs> they I will, the worst part, no doubt. The Jets, uh, you know, I will say this. They do love to play really good defense against really bad offenses, which makes you kind of say, oh, well, the Jets' defense isn't that bad. And then they throw – That's why I didn't like your shady pick because they kind of do that. But, I see, that's what I think with McCoy is, you know, I think he's going to be valuable to that offense. And, you know, the Jets' defense is what it is. You know, it's going to be a barn burner where it's going to be – I mean, the over-under is at 36 right now, or 37. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't think this game gets – I don't think there's more than 25 points scored in this game. Yeah. No, I mean, probably not. There's. I mean, there wasn't in the Miami Jets game last weekend. I don't see any reason why there would be in this game. Oh, man. Yeah. It's what, you know, the Jets – you know, I think Jets could be a sneaky play with, you know, like I said, really good. You know, they love to play really good defense against a really bad offense. Yeah. So, all right. Deep covered. Chiefs, Jets, Bears, Chargers. They're all decent plays. Um, actually, the Chargers actually might be a really good play. Now that I think about it. Uh huh. Um, all right. Well, let's move on from defenses. That's enough of that silly talk. Uh, we got predictions coming up. Thursday night football, I'm actually really excited. No sarcasm in my voice this time. <laughs> Panthers, Steelers. Um, wow, I'm actually really excited for this. Um, Morris, what are you what are you thinking for this uh, this showdown on Thursday, man? You're first excited? Thursday night, first good Thursday night game we've got here now in the last like month. It seems We've had a little stretch here with rough Thursday and Monday night games. Um, but this is yeah. This could obviously this could be the game of the week, honestly, from a matchup standpoint. You're looking at two of the top eight teams probably in football. Um, I think I like the Steelers playing at home. I think they found their offensive mojo. And I while I do like the way Cam and that offense is playing this year, really Cam's best season is his MVP year and maybe his second best season overall, um, other than that MVP season. But I don't love the Carolina defense. I haven't really loved them all season. And I think the Steelers really or starting to score points and, you know, crank it up offensively. Um, I think it'll be a shootout. I think Carolina will get some points too. I don't love Pittsburgh's day, although they're a little bit improved. Um, but I'm going to go 31-24 Steelers. Yeah, I like the Steelers in this game. Uh, they're minus three. 
right now. I think they cover that, and I think they cover that big. Um, I'm going you know, 28-17 Steelers. Uh, you know, Steelers have found that, like you said, Morris, Steelers have found their mojo. And they're getting a lot of production from James Conner, which a lot of people I don't think thought going into the season. And I think a lot of people were still a little bit hesitant, you know, towards the middle of the season. But, uh-huh. I mean, he's having one hell of a year, and I think he's going to keep it going, you know. And, you know, the defense for the Steelers, you know, isn't that bad. You know, they're still pretty good defense. So, I like the Steelers. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with both of you. I think the Steelers pulled this one out. Um, I'm looking at 27-23 as the final score. James Conner is going to have a huge day. I'm super ready for it. Super ready for my fantasy team to uh, go off yet again. Oh, boy. Conner is great, man. He's a stud. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's carrying my team on, you know, on his back. So uh, he's also carrying the Steelers on his back. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is a little more important than my fantasy team. But, yeah, uh, love the Steelers this week. I think they're going to, it's going to be a great game. Um, great offense, uh, solid defense, not great defense, but solid defense. Maybe a turnover here and there for each team. Should be exciting. Um, let's move on to the. Green Bay Packers against the Dolphins. Dom, what are you thinking this week? Uh, how do you feel? Oh, so, I mean, these last two weeks have been absolute killers. Uh, <laughs> two fumbles. Two fumbles are going to define the season. The yeah. life of a Packers. Bad. Two fumbles are going to absolutely define the season. And obviously a blown call against the Vikings where they should have won that game. Oh, yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I think the Steelers, I mean, not the Steelers. I think the Packers you know, blow out the Dolphins. The Dolphins aren't good. The Packers' defense is desperate for – I mean, the Packers are desperate for a win, uh, not just the defense, but the whole team. <laughs> um, but I think they need to find rhythm. You know, and they kind of see it in the first half with the getting the ball to Jimmy Graham, the getting the ball to, you know, Devontae Adams, Valdez Scantling, one of the other rookies, you know, whether it be St. Brown or uh, more. But – and then they run the ball there, and Jones and Jamal Williams really well. And they did that against the Patriots. They did that against the Rams. And in the second half, it just disappears. <laughs> and I don't know what the problem is. Uh, I do think Aaron Rodgers, you know, even though he is obviously one of the best QBs in the NFL, he's still – he's not what he was, you know, five years ago, where he, the plays he makes are great, but with – uh, no, the only veteran receiver really in Devontae Adams seeing a lot of targets. It's tough for him to make those plays with rookies until they get on the same page. And you're kind of seeing it a little bit about this scantling. But even with Jimmy Graham, you know, we talked about it before. You know, you said he, Morris said pointed out he had a touchdown, but he disappears in the second half. They just don't find him. And part of the reason I feel like is because, you know, Aaron Rodgers rolls out of the pocket and he expects his, you know, receivers and tight ends to move to an open position where he is. And I just don't think they're all on the same page right now. Uh, then the defense is whatever, you know, shows up one week. It doesn't show up. shows up the first half. doesn't show up the second half. Uh, I think they win this game, you know, 38, 13. You know, I don't think, you know, and 13 Ooh. kind of generous for the dolphins. I feel like, uh, but they, this is a Packers team that is desperate in need of a win, especially with the short week next week against the Seahawks at Seattle, then the Sunday night game against the Vikings. They need to get on the streak if they want to make the playoffs. A lot of thoughts in your Packers, rightfully so. These were two heartbreakers the last two weeks. Uh, I understand it. I hear you. But I, I agree. I think you roll this week on it. I don't know. It could be by that much. I'll go a little more conservative. I'll say because I think they'll give up some points. Um, well, actually, Miami's offense is pretty awful. I don't know. The Packers' defense, I guess, has been getting a little bit better. I'll go 38-17, Packers. <laughs> and this is the kind of thing with the Packers' defense, too. You know, we talked about the Jets. They love to play really good defense against a really bad offense. True. Kind of the same thing with the Packers. I mean, the you know, I get, you know, the Bills, they absolutely ripped apart. Uh you know, and their defense was a big part of that. If they can play, you know, good defense, get after the quarterback, and you saw it even against Brady. You know, they were getting after him. They weren't giving up 
tons of points, and then the second half, they just fell apart. They need to play a complete game against the Dolphins, and they can't keep this close. They need to get out ahead right away and you know, not take foot off the pedal. Ooh, lots of talk about the Packers, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got the Packers rolling though. Um twenty seven twenty seven to seven Packers. So Morris, uh big game in Philly this weekend, the Sunday night football game. What do you think about Philly Cowboys? What's what's uh what's gonna happen? I cannot wait for this. I've been looking forward to this for two weeks now, coming off the bye. It is time for us to end the Dallas Cowboys, put their fans out of their misery, stick a fork in them, that crap organization that Jerry Jones runs there. Um, I think it's time the Dallas Cowboys are dead. They're gonna, there's going to be wholesale changes to that team, I think, at the end of the season, with the coach certainly at least, and the, and the rest of the staff. Um, and I think, it's time, I think it's time the Eagles really have a, have a prove-it kind of bust-out win. It, it felt like it was that way against the Giants a couple weeks ago, but the Giants are just awful. I mean – Dallas is not good either, but the Eagles need a statement win coming off a bye. They need a dominant offensive performance, which they really haven't had this year, at least not compared to last year. I think this is the night it happens. I think they're going to put up 30-plus. I think Golden Tate's really going to ignite that offense to even another level. And all of a sudden, you're looking at a lot of weapons for Carson Wentz to throw to. Dallas Goddard, rookie tight end, is really starting to emerge. You combine him with Ertz, Jeffrey, now Tate. Jordan Matthews had a nice week last week. He's kind of found some new life in his second stint with us. And there was there was positive talk about Mike Wallace today, even possibly making a return to the field before the end of the season. So before you know it, my Eagles could have in what looked like a position of weakness at the start of the season and was receiver. There's a lot of guys right now that are look like they're going to help us out down the stretch. Um, and I think it's going to start this week. I'm going to go with the Birds, 31 to. I'll go 31-13. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the score, you know, 38-17, so not much off from yours. Uh, no, we were, I already talked a lot about Carson Wentz and how I think he's going to go off. That Dallas, The Dallas offense isn't good. The Dallas defense, like I said, they're going to give up. If they give up screens, they're going to – be in for a long night. Um, and I think I agree with you. I think they finally put Dallas out of their misery this season. The only thing I would be careful of if I'm an Eagles fan, you know, is they need to put them away. They can't be a, uh, you know, going into the last five minutes of the game where it's a touchdown or 10 points because Dallas has kind of shown where in the last few minutes of the game, they do love to kind of put it together and all of a sudden put a little run and, you know, come close to scoring. We saw it against the Redskins, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And we saw it against the Titans even last week. You know, three god-awful play calls, you know, on the Cowboys' part kind of put that game away and that drive. But that's the one thing. Philly's got to do a job, good job of putting this game away early and not worrying about them kind of giving the Cowboys life in that last final drive. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I think the Eagles are going to roll, thirty-one uh, thirteen, same score as you, Morris. Um, yeah, I just don't. The, the Cowboys' offense is just so remedial and boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same oh, thing. It's so boring. It's just ugly, and there's no there's no creativity. It's like, ugh. It's, yeah. So, you it's, know. it's run the ball with Zeke. It's throw a screen to Zeke. It's Dak Prescott running for his life and either throwing an incompletion, throwing an interception, fumbling the ball, or running out of bounds. <laughs> it's the same thing every single week. There's just nothing exciting about the Cowboys. Yeah, so, I mean, it's Sunday Night Football, so I hope the game is exciting. I just don't think it will be. I think the Eagles are going to roll, um, which is good for you, Morris. I think Golden Tate's going to have a big day. for in Agreed. Uh, Opener as a as an eagle, I think he's going to put up some some uh, big plays. Maybe maybe not that many catches, but like three or four catches, but like lots of yards, lots of big plays. Um, I think Darren Sproles is going to be a factor um, in his first back. And yeah, Eagles going to roll. Um, so we're all in agreement with two games so far. Actually, three games so far. Let's see if we keep it up with my Jets. 
Uh, oof, this is going to be just a a doozy of a football game. <laughs> I mean, can't get much better than this. I mean, football should just stay out of New York for like four more years. Just like eliminate it in general. New York and Buffalo, like just just get rid of them for a couple seasons. Uh, I'll, I'll welcome them back when Sam Donald's like twenty seven and established. <laughs> yeah, but. You know, we got, you know, I'm a Jets fan. Got to stay true. Got to watch. Um, I think they pull it out against Buffalo. I don't think it's going to be too difficult for them to do so. Um, I got 20 to 10. It's, you know, like I said, it's not going to be a lot of points scored. Um, I did say like 25 points before, but like I just realized how low that really is. <laughs> uh, that's like literally, yeah, that's so low, but. Yeah. yeah, it's like the Dolphins and Jets had combined for 19 last weekend. It's like 13-6. Like, oof, that's – Yeah, it was rough last week. It was rough field conditions and whatnot down in Miami with all the rain and stuff, and they let a college team play the night before. Ugh. Whatever, not going to dive into that. But, um, yeah, 2010 Jets. Um, I think Elijah McGuire's due for a good day. Uh, I like him as a player. He's going to take over that backfield. I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah. Um... I pretty much had the same score. You know, I have 24-10. Uh, I think the Jets at this point are a better team with Josh McCown, a quarterback. Uh, you know, Darnold's gotten his shot, and I know he's injured now, and they had the bye, and then they got the, then they got the Pats. But I think it might be time to kind of let Josh McCown take over and, you know, let Darnold learn. And who better to learn from than a journeyman? Uh, <laughs> it just kind of goes back, you know, Really good defense, you know, when they played the Jets against really bad offenses. And this game, honestly, could be the most competitive game of the week. Two really bad teams just going at it. It's going to be a complete interceptions, incomplete passes, you know, the whole, the works this week. And I'm actually kind of excited to watch it, I'm not going to lie. Oh, man. I was just, <laughs> Jesus. I was just gonna say, like I, I'm excited to really not watch a whole lot of this game. There aren't a ton of great matchups this week. Um, certainly at the one o'clock games, this probably is right in there with the, uh, the, uh, the poop factor games of the week. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's two gritty teams, two gritty defenses that also look better when they play against bad offenses. And you're gonna get a Derek Anderson, Josh McCown show this weekend. Um, whatever way you put it, I mean, no, imagine if it was like Nate Peterman and Josh McCown, that'd be a great matchup. <laughs> um, but at least Anderson's playing. I think the Bills could actually sneak in a win. Well, I do think you're right, Dom. McCown is, I mean, Darnold, I understand, you know, he's this number three overall pick. You're trying to develop him, give him a shot, but he's just not, he's clearly just not that good right now. And McCown is obviously, he's a journeyman. He's a lifetime backup. Um, but he probably gives you a better chance to win at this point in time. Um, I'll go with Jets in a, in a gritty, low-scoring affair. Um, this feels like a 19-13 final. Yeah. this It's it's time, I think. You know, look, you want to be competitive for your Jets. Uh, you know, the over-under for the start of the season was at six, and they're almost there, but – Darnold's going to be a stud, but they need to start building the team around him and not so much. You know, they need to get rid of a few guys. Uh, their defense, they're talking about today, sports radio, and how they've kind of <laughs> missed with their last few, you know, first round draft picks. Um, now, obviously, they had the whole thing with Sheldon Richardson just gotten, you know, speeding and doing all that stuff and being an idiot. Uh, Muhammad Wilkerson kind of. There's a lot of turmoil towards the end of his jet tenure. Uh, this team just needs to be built around Darnold, uh, and I don't think it's time for him to kind of learn. You know, he got a shot. He's got experience. Let him learn for a little bit with, with Josh McCown. And the injury kind of helps him, I think, do that, where now he'll have nothing else to do other than learn. So, Yeah, well, that's that with the Jets. Um Hopefully they can turn things around a little bit and stay afloat in the AFC because you never know in the AFC. <laughs> you really don't. Yeah. You can go eight and eight and have have a shot. So, uh, all right. Well, 
finish our predictions or any other games you guys want to cover or pretty much it. Well, that's, Ram, that's all Ram I got. Seahawks, Rams Seahawks is intriguing to me. Yeah, Rams, yeah. yeah. I think the, the Rams bounce back with a with a comfortable win this week. Oh, I do too. I just I just think it'll be a good game. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be more exciting than a lot of people think it will be. So Yeah. All right. Well, that's that. We covered everything. Um this podcast should be out tomorrow morning. Uh Polly's picks should be out Saturday afternoon. Uh, giving you a full lineup. We want to thank you for listening, and we also want to remind you to sign up for DraftKings on top of all, on top of Polypix uh, articles on JokerMag.com. Uh, you get a free $3 with your $5 deposit. And, uh, yeah, good luck with that. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog.